0: Hey you, it's us. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to The Mentors. Mentors. Boy, are we excited to... No, we can't. Uh, we can't see them. Mm, we're not. We're not excited to see you, but we're certainly excited for you to hear us because that's the only way that this podcast business works. It's one directional. This is Vadim and Sergey, and this is a show where we tell stories about ordinary people that became extraordinary entrepreneurs despite lack of experience, money, or connections. And some days it's just the two of us chatting. Well, really, in an empty room uh, to each other, and obviously you there in your car or your whatever medium of transportation you're using right now. Maybe you walk. Maybe you walk. Who knows? But at The Mentors, of course, we tell stories about entrepreneurs. We tell our own stories to you guys. But as you might know if you've been listening to the show, we also not only like to talk about what people have done and what you can do to get your company off the ground, but actually exactly the steps that you need to take or that you can take to do them. So how do people actually get these things done? That's what we were always curious about when we were starting companies or we were dreaming about being entrepreneurs. Um, And like the how, that's what really is the thing that makes us tick. And that's what we want to bring to you. So today, we decided to talk about how to tell your boss you're quitting. Now, um, a few weeks back, we did an episode about why getting fired is the best thing that ever happened to me. And we hope that uh, At least at some point in your life, you'll be fortunate enough to actually quit and not get fired uh, because you have a new opportunity or because you have a new business that you've been working on and you're finally ready to go full time. And I remember when I quit my first job, I personally loved the the experience. I don't know about you, Sergey. When's, When's the first time you quit your job? Me and Madim, you quit some jobs. You you ever watch The Office, the show The Office with Michael Scott? And there's like a super awkward moment, and you just kind of revel in it. You love it. Me and Madim kind of live for those moments. And so when we get into confrontational situations, and by the way, we're lovers, not fighters, if you know us. However, if you put us in a situation where we need to confront you or we need to sort of fight back, we love it. Uh, It's something that we're I don't know I don't know for some reason sadistically enjoy. Um, Quitting a job is actually one of those experiences. It's, It's very awkward for most people Um, and it's actually not fun to do unless you have something to fall back on but most people when they find themselves actually in the room with their boss basically trying to say the words they don't say the things that they thought they were going to say and sometimes depending on what the reaction is from their boss they don't actually know how to react or how to respond back so that's sort of what we want to arm you with because for us it's something that has come a little bit more naturally i think Now, I've quit several jobs, so has Sergey. And I remember the very first time I was quitting my job, it was a job that I really didn't like. I was working in finance at the time, and I had been pretty miserable in that role for a while now. Now, I was good at my job, but I really didn't like coming to work every day. And so, when I finally got a new gig working for a startup, I remember the day coming into the office, and I, I, I don't recommend this, but unfortunately, I only could give them a two-day notice. Sometimes you just have to weigh the options, and for me, uh, you know, it was kind of an exploding offer. I had to take the role, and I had to give a short notice, and I was leaving that industry, so I guess I didn't mind too much about burning that bridge. I don't recommend other people do that, but I remember coming in after having wanting to quit for months and months, and probably a whole year. And I just felt so good telling my boss, hey, I'm sorry, uh, my last day is Friday. I wish I could give you a few more weeks, but I can't. I felt elated. And I, I will say, if you are in a job that you don't like, and importantly, if your boss and people that you work with have not treated you well, don't feel like you owe them anything. As Vadim mentioned, of course, if you're staying in the industry, if you need the referral, um, and generally, two weeks notice is best practice. I work at a company now, and the company that I worked at before—that I actually the last company that I that I left—I gave them three months notice because I love the organization. I wanted to make sure that um, I had their back, that they weren't just kind of hung out to dry. If you have a good working relationship with the people you work with, you should try to give them as much uh, notice as possible because they're going to remember that. But it, I would say. If it was a bad experience and people didn't appreciate you, and especially if you're not staying in the industry, look, you got to do what you got to do and don't feel like you owe anybody anything. Exactly. You got to do you. And this episode is for anyone that might be... In a job right now they don't like uh, and hopefully getting ready to transition to careers or go to a completely different company or start their own business. And it's for those people that are dreading the moment where they have to get in front of their boss and actually break the news to him because their boss doesn't handle these types of things very well uh, and might be the reason why you don't actually like your job in the first place. So that's why we created this episode. We actually made a video about there several years ago that uh, did decently on YouTube because I guess a lot of people have this sort of trepidation facing your boss and uh, worrying about what they're going to do, what they're going to say. It's actually a lot like a breakup, right? When you're breaking up with somebody you've been together for a while or even if somebody you've been dating, let's say for a month, you don't want to hurt their, their feelings You start creating all these things in your head as to how are they going to react? What are they going to say? What if they go crazy? And this could happen in a professional scenario as well. So we want to give you some tips and tricks for how to handle this type of conversation when the time comes. So what we're going to do now is a little role play action uh, where you're going to hear this exact conversation take place much in a similar way that it has for us in the past. It might be a little over-dramatized just so that you're prepared for anything, and it's going to be abridged, and we're going to try to keep it to maybe three or four minutes. Uh, this type of conversation might last longer in the real world, but this is going to be as close as possible to that in recreating it. The reason why we're doing a role play is for you to hear how the conversation goes, but also to encourage you to do the same, especially if it's something that you're not normally comfortable with. In general, if you're going to be having conversations with people that are important, it's helpful to do a role play with a friend or even just by yourself self so that you know the words that you say and it's more likely that those are the words that are going to come out and you're going to have a way to deal with the conversation no matter what turn it takes so to get into character we actually put on some costumes sergey has a really douchey mustache as any crappy boss would have mm-hmm. and i'm wearing my fedora because i'm getting ready to quit and i don't care what anybody says that's vadim's party hat um and uh, you know what In this office space, we accept any and all kinds, especially weirdos that wear fedoras. So why don't we jump into this session now? So again, Sergey is playing the role of the boss and me, Vadim, is playing the role of the employee that is uh, confronting him and quitting. Okay. Hey, Sergey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right, Vadim. Um, You know, I have about half hour or so. Why don't we uh, get right to the point you you called this meeting? Did you want to talk about something? Sure, this shouldn't take much time at all. So I've actually been looking for new opportunities uh, for a little while, and I just got an offer at a great company, and I just wanted to let you know that uh, in about two weeks, I'll be transitioning to my new role, which I'm really excited about. Well, uh, I'm surprised that you're just telling me now. I mean, you you know that this is our busy quarter of the year, any time you could have possibly left, you you know you're basically letting down the entire company. I'm just shocked that that you're choosing to leave now and completely screwing us over. I'm sorry that you feel that way, sir. Uh, I'm definitely willing to help you in any way I can during this period. You know the opportunity came along, and unfortunately there's nothing I could do to delay it. They need me uh, as soon as possible, even two weeks was a stretch for me, but uh, I'm happy to help you as any way that I can uh, throughout this process over the next two weeks. However you need me, just let me know. Okay, well, you've been here for, what, a year? Do you want to be known as one of these job hoppers and basically never able to get a job because that's what's going to happen? You're basically setting yourself up uh, to show employers that you're not never going to stick around, and that's frankly irresponsible. No, not at all. I mean, I my, the last role before this, I was there for three years. Uh, I just feel like after a certain point, you know, uh, I've learned a lot here and I really appreciate everything that you did for me and the opportunities that you created for me over the course of this year. But it's simply time to move on. Um, and, uh, you know, this new role is giving, letting me learn a lot as well. And I'm changing industries, actually. So I'm really excited about it. Well, it sounds to me like you've been uh, obviously looking for this for a long time. So, uh i don't know i mean at least tell me where you're going because as you know you've signed a non-compete agreement meaning you can't go work for a competitor for at least a year so i need to know whether you're going to a competitor or not well sir actually i I just received the offer uh today i have not signed it yet i wanted to let you know first uh, but uh, i don't feel comfortable telling you where i'm going simply because i have not signed the offer yet well, you might be breaking the law then if you're going to a competitor. So uh, just be ready that I will press charges if I find out that you're going to a competitor because it is against the law. Oh, uh, You actually don't have to worry at all. I have looked through the original employment uh, agreement that I signed with you and the non-compete, non-solicit, all of those uh, contracts. Obviously, I kept a copy of and I'm not uh, in breach of those at all. So I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I understand that I'm putting you in a, in a difficult situation a little bit. Uh, and so, you know, over the course of the next two weeks, I'm happy to put together the job description. I'm happy to interview any potential candidates. Uh, and, of course, you know, if you need me to create any documentation or anything like that, I'll sort of take charge there so that when I leave, you don't have any gap in knowledge as well. Okay. Well... You understand what situation you're putting me into. I just can't believe you haven't told anybody about this and and myself included. I gave you a chance when I hired you. And because you're leaving on these terms and giving me such short notice, I have no choice if you don't tell me where you're going but to basically tell anybody in the industry that you're not employable, that you should not be hired. Well, sir, I mean, that's a little bit unfair. If you uh, look at my track record, if you talk to any of uh, our colleagues and actually people even uh, on the executive team with you, I'm sure they'll uh, sing my praises and they'll, uh, can tell you all of the benefit that I've been able to bring over the last year. I believe I, I did my best to add as much value as possible. Uh, but you know, ultimately, uh, New York state is an at will state. And when I signed the agreement, you know, you told me that you could, uh, fire me and let me go at any time without explanation. And, uh, really I don't even need to give you any explanation, but I am telling you because I appreciate our relationship, uh, that I got a new opportunity that I can't turn down and two weeks is really the most i can give all right Vadim, you're gonna have the separation agreement the termination agreement on your table by the end of the day i expect for you to sign it and have it returned to me by tomorrow all right well that was quite uh that did not probably go the way that most of us would expect unless we just really have a hostile boss that we expect anything from and I think Vadim was ready pretty much with every single thing I threw his way. Clearly, he practiced, so he had an answer and a comeback. And I really had nothing else to say in the end except that it was over. But let's really break down what exactly happened in that conversation and how Vadim prepared and then handled it when it actually came. So let's start uh, with the last piece, which is you said, uh, Sergey, that you'll have the separation agreement on my desk that you need me to sign before the end of the day. This actually is to protect the company, and uh, employees don't need to sign a separation agreement. Uh, Simply put, when they're they're done working there, they'll stop receiving the check, and that's about it. Yeah. So check your. This is again where you should check your employment agreement before you have that conversation. Sometimes in the employment agreement there is a clause that you will sign a termination agreement or a separation agreement when you leave, and. That is something that you need to check with your state. If you have a, an employment lawyer in your family or someone you know, that would be ideal. If not, you can Google it, and these state laws are, are publicly available information. You just have to sift through it. But generally, actually forcing somebody to sign an agreement when they're leaving is typically not legal and so it might actually be not even legal to put it in a contract. So even if it was in your employment contract, you should check if in the state it's legal to force somebody to sign it. And the reason why a company wants you to sign often a termination agreement is it's like tying a loose end. Their legal team wants to make sure that you can't sue them later on, that you didn't steal any of their property, intellectual property, et cetera, that you're saying that you're not going to take a job with a competitor with that agreement. Sometimes that even saying that you're actually quitting and they know that they won't have to pay you any kind of employment uh, unemployment benefits too. So it's actually never almost in your best interest to sign it. And if you do have to sign it, you have the leverage up until the time that you sign it, so use that to get something that else that you might need from them—a reference, perhaps, or maybe they didn't. Uh, they, you, you have accrued unpaid vacation days. Make sure you get those vacation days paid, or whatever else they pay you, uh, before you sign that agreement, because that's pretty much the only leverage you're going to have. And obviously only ask for references if you're leaving on good terms. Uh, In this scenario, of course, we gave you the worst possible scenario or almost the worst possible scenario to the point where the boss did not react well at all and was actually uh, giving a bunch of threats throughout the discussion. Now, these threats were relatively tame, believe it or not. In some situations, it can get even crazier. I've heard of um, examples where bosses will send texts in the middle of the night to the person with different threats Uh, You mustn't uh, sort of be afraid and take it too seriously, or I should say do take it seriously, but uh, don't get too worried. Anytime somebody threatens you, especially via text, you now have a paper trail. So if anything ever went to court, you have a lot of evidence that you can use against them because all of these threats, first of all, are typically false. And second of all, mostly no one ever follows through on them. Yeah, and I mean, if you're just getting, if you're like, if you've gone for months, and you keep on getting threatening texts, that's harassment. And that's something that you can press charges, or at least it's something that you can threaten to press charges, and it'll probably stop. Uh, But Another thing that Vadim mentioned toward the end of that conversation is that New York is an at-will state. And what that means very simply is that you are legally allowed to leave an employer whenever you want, and they're allowed to fire you whenever they want or let you go for any reason. Uh, And most states... Oftentimes, actually California and New York for sure are at-will states. And so to say that you can't leave or you have to give a certain amount of time notice legally, it's just, it's just BS. And if they had that in a contract, that contract is probably void because uh, that clause itself is illegal to put in. So it's something that you might want to check with your state, but typically uh, most states are at-will. Again, remember to keep your own interests at mind, obviously, and making sure that everything is uh, legal and by the law. Another example of doing that is uh, when you're leaving and, as Sergey asked, where are you going? Where are you going to work? You have to tell me. Now, that is absolutely bogus, and a lot of uh, people try to do that, try to get that information from somebody, and I'll tell you why in a second, but you absolutely do not have to divulge that information especially if you haven't signed an agreement yet. But even if you've signed the agreement, it could still be rescinded. So here's the biggest reason why I shouldn't tell somebody where you're going. I've heard of situations where uh, once somebody finds out that you go somewhere else, especially if they're somewhat competitive to the company, maybe not directly competitive, but are competitive, if the CEO has a lot of relationships in the industry, which they typically do or your boss does, they will pick up the phone and they will call that person and uh, try to block you from getting hired. That can happen. Now, will it happen if you're leaving on good terms, even if you're going to someone that's somewhat competitive? No, most likely not. I've heard of the exact opposite situations where somebody goes to a competitor, the boss finds out, and they sort of wish them good luck and bon voyage and all that stuff. But uh, you don't have to say it. No one can make you do it. And really, even if you have a good relationship with somebody, I personally don't like revealing that information until you're already working there for a few weeks. You're adding value and you're updating your LinkedIn profile so the whole world can find out. Yeah, exactly. This is a judgment call to read what the relationship is like already with your employer, especially if you've been there for a long time and you know they're supportive of people moving on to other steps in their career, then maybe it's totally fine. We're not trying to scare you and tell you you should never tell anyone where you're going, but um, it's sometimes better to err on the side of caution, and similarly... If you're leaving your job because you want to start your own company, you want to start a business, and they ask you, what's your product, or what are you building, or what's the business in, again, you don't have to tell them. Now, be careful here. If you signed a non-compete agreement, and all of a sudden, you're building technology that directly competes with them, if it's a tech company, and you're going after their client list, and you pulled a Excel spreadsheet from their customer relationship management technology of all the clients that you had, so that you can go after those clients, well, guess what? you just broke some rules here and they will go after you. The likelihood of them going after you is really high once they find out what you're building. But again, if you didn't sign in on compete or if you're building a product that's not competitive at all and you're not going after their their uh, customers, uh, and I will say there's, a, there's sort of a gray area sometimes, right? Sometimes it could be a little bit competitive, but maybe a much better product and doesn't directly compete. But again, That's something that's going to be a judgment call and you could talk to your lawyers about this, but you don't have to tell them what product you're building or what startup you're starting just because they're asking you. You can keep that information to yourself. Now, some of you, especially entrepreneurs, might be thinking, but yes, of course, my business is going to be a little bit competitive because I have been a domain expert in this space for years now and I've seen all the different problems and obviously now I have a fantastic solution. Keep in mind, uh, first of all, seek legal counsel whenever you need to, but do keep in mind that typically non-competes are very difficult to enforce. Now, does that mean that they're not gonna try to enforce it? Absolutely not. And yes, you might have to go through a legal battle, so do be careful, and that's why you should always talk to a lawyer. But a lot of companies also know that they're difficult to enforce, and if they themselves don't feel like going through, uh, hiring lawyers and spending all their money on that, especially if they don't think that you're gonna be a really big threat, you can still build that company, especially if it's going to offer value. And maybe even the company that you're leaving will end up acquiring you down the line. There's countless examples of that happening as well. So again, judgment call, do talk to a lawyer about this if you're playing in the same sort of industry, and it's might be somewhat competitive, but we don't want you to deter you completely from starting a business in an area where you're a domain expert, which is how a lot of businesses get started. Now, if they didn't have you sign a non-compete, then if you're not going after their clients directly, then you can do whatever you want. You can start a company that sells exactly the same product as long as you didn't copy it, right? As long as you didn't take their blueprints or whatever and literally copy it. But you could start a product that's directly competitive and start going after other customers because they didn't make you sign a non-compete. So again, this really just depends on the situation, but I will go back and say that especially if the relationship with the employer is not that great and you're starting a, com- a company, you don't want to tell them about it. You don't have to tell them what the company is. You can just say politely, I'm just working on some personal projects and figuring out my next steps. And that works every time. They typically won't push if you say that. Cool. So that was the sort of technical legal stuff. Now let's just talk about some other uh, parts of the conversation and what you hopefully were able to take away from it. I would say the most important thing when leaving to consider when leaving a company is you don't want to burn any bridges, you know, the, the business world is small, especially if you like the industry that you're in. Uh, it's lonely at the top, so to speak. So if you ever do make it anywhere, you will swim in similar circles. And if you're in a particular city, even let's say in New York city, uh, you're going to see people over and over again and you're going to run into people. And if you burn bridges, It's just not going to be helpful for you. Again, look out for yourself. So what did I do to sort of try to avoid burning a bridge even with this boss who didn't handle the conversation very well? Well, the first thing I did was offer value. I said, I can help you during this transition period. I can help you hire people, interview people, and even create documentation. Think about the least that you can do in the two weeks that you're there. Even if you're not in the best of terms with the company that you're leaving, do try to leave on good terms because it can only serve you well in the future. These are all ways that you can sort of help mitigate the pain that that person is feeling of losing an employee. So generally speaking, to circle back, you should always prepare Try to role play if you can with your roommate, your husband, your wife, your kids. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Depends how savvy your your kids are. I'm sure they are. They're they're wonderful. and Antici- They're amazing. They're amazing. Uh, try to anticipate the questions that might come up. And by the way, this is good advice for sales conversations, meeting with investors, and of course, if you're about to quit your job, try to anticipate any objections. And uh, really, in the end of the day, try not to get flustered and worried when somebody does threaten you. Just know that those threats uh, are completely unfounded and you are in the right. And there's something really powerful about knowing that you're right. It just means that you can't be shaken up. Uh, and so stay calm in these situations. Uh, this is just one uh, sort of bad meeting that you're going to go through. And there's going to be other situations in your life that are going to be much more difficult than uh, that you're going to have to work through. So just see this as another routine thing that you have to do. Get through it. To be honest with you, a lot of times these conversations don't go that bad, just like most, a lot of breakups don't go that bad. I don't. I shouldn't say most. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, these, these things can go completely normal, especially if you work for a, a good company and uh, for a good group of bosses and managers and the more prepared you are the more confident you will be the higher likelihood of you standing your ground because you know you're right and when you're confident uh, people respect you and so they will not cross you or at least the likelihood is low that they're going to try to mess with you one last thing i'll leave you with don't quit your job until you've crossed your t's and dotted your i's uh, if you haven't yet signed the employment offer that you got from another company, don't quit your job. If you're not yet making enough money at your startup that you're working on on the side, your side hustle, don't quit your job. Uh, If you can still get some value where you're working, add value and learn something and maybe transition to a new department and It's a little bit too premature. Again, you don't have to quit your job. Maybe you're just having a bad day. So I will say, you know, do consider all the options. Uh, Do the right thing for you and use this episode when you do come to that point or that fork in the road in your life. And just to give you a quick example, a couple of months ago, I got an email from a woman who... I used to be a mentor too. And she told me that she just got a job recently, basically, that she got a job and that it wasn't what she expected. And she wanted to hear my opinion on whether she should quit or not. And when I got on the phone with her, I sort of uncovered it a little bit. And I found out that it was the reason why she took the job is it was a a good resume builder. It was in the industry that she wanted. It was the type of role that she wanted. Um, Really a dream job on paper for her is just that her boss was less organized than she she hoped for, and other people that she worked for or worked with did not quite have the same level of work ethic, let's just say, as her. But when I dug a little deeper, it turned out that she had only been there for about a month and a half. And so what I told her is, listen, you've been here for a month and a half. Yes, it's not exactly what you thought it would be, but can you learn something here? And she said, yes, uh, it, it is a job that I like. And, and I asked her what she wants to do next, and it turned out that this thing was a great stepping stone for her for the next thing she wanted to do. So really, she had too much to lose to get rid of that job, even if she wasn't working with the best people. First of all, it wasn't enough time to really get to know them, and secondly she could do a lot of great things in that role because she probably would work harder than everybody else and use that as a great resume builder to get the next job. And I actually just checked in with her about three months after we had that conversation. She's really happy there. She's doing excellent work. They're giving her a lot of free reign because they can see how well she's doing uh, independently. And even though she doesn't have the type of mentorship at the work that she was hoping for, there's a lot of positives. So Uh, sometimes when you're feeling a little impulsive that you really want to leave a place because you really don't like it, give it a little time and try to figure out how can you leverage it so that it's the best experience it can possibly be for you. If you see that there's more pluses than minuses, then it might be worth staying a little bit longer. So there you have it. Uh, if you have any questions, please reach out to us. Vadim at the mentors.co, Sergey at the mentors.co with that. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and until next week, it's The Mentors!